Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Sorry by Chance. I'm going to talk all things movies, television, streaming, news, all that good stuff. And this is our final installment in Direct Timber. Had to cut a little short because we fell behind again. Thanks, Russ. But <laughs> we are closing out with, of course, the movie that you would assume we'd close out with. We're closing out with 1960s The Apartment. Uh, so it's going to be our last Wilder film for the time being. Before we do that, we got to get some other stuff. First of which, uh, you know, regular segment, regular segment is the wonderful world of sports. Uh, we got to talk about Thursday Night Football, not because of the game itself, but just because of something that happened regarding one particular player, that being Dolphins quarterback to a tongue uh, uh Towards the end of, this, of the second quarter, keep in mind, this is a guy who, throughout the, in the game prior, week three, uh, went down with a uh, what we assumed was a concussion. Uh, it was chalked up to being a back and ankle injury. Uh, so, you know, was, I'm, keep in mind, the NFL protocol for concussions now is a lot different in that there's a third-party mediator who doesn't work with, is not affiliated with, with any team. So, you know, they, they get an independent party. They go through a lot of trouble just to make sure that there's no, there's no players put out there in jeopardy or any players put out there for the sake of one certain team. Uh, with that in mind, in the second quarter, uh, Tua went down. And, yeah, he, he got sacked by an, by an opposing defender. And he, it's hard to describe, but just the way he went down, the way he curdled, uh, it, was, it was hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely uncomfortable. Um, you definitely knew that the week prior um, against the Bills when he suffered that it was a concussion. I mean, he had concussion like symptoms. You can see him. There's, there's no, there's no way that was a concussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see him. He can barely stand. He was, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, unstable walking um you could definitely tell there was something wrong with him and it, it was concussion i mean yeah. for sure you, de- you could definitely tell you could see the writing was on the wall um and then you fast forward to four days later uh the same situation i mean that's that's just crazy two concussions within a week you know yeah and the, the i think doctors say is like the 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 way you get lasting head trauma is right after head trauma so uh just the fact that he did that on what was sent back out there on a short week and yep. have and get hurt worse. Like the gameplay stopped. They had to bring out a stretcher. He had to go to the hospital. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, he's he's okay. Uh, he's able to move all his extremities. He was conscious, so that was all fine. He's all well and good. But uh, the fallout of this has been it's it's been immediate, which is which is impressive to me. I am surprised that, was, that the NFL is responding this this quickly to everything that's going I mean, on. Yeah. I mean, you would have to. I mean, the writing that was on the wall was so obvious, blatantly obvious. The uh, the negligence on their end uh, was just completely crazy. And so, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the, the microscope doc- was on the situation. You could see it. You know what I mean? The doctor evaluated, too, was fired uh, uh, either today or yesterday. So uh, that's already been taken care of. But, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly... And look, it's, the Tua was a, his quarterback in an interesting situation because he was a guy who, coming into the season, he had a lot to prove just because 
you know, he was he was the number five pick. He was the first pick for the Dolphins in the year 2020. Uh, had kind of struggled his first two years, but it looked like he took a lot of steps forward in the little sample size we saw. He was really improving his game. Um, but yeah, to see him go down like this, it was, it was, it was rough. And I genuinely hope that Tua is okay in the long term because I, I, I really do think he has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah. I mean, in Miami, you obviously believe him enough to, you know, bring in, you know, Tyreek Hill, uh, they give him more offensive weapons. Um, is that they believed in him enough? Is it that they, they wanted no excuse? They want, they want well, yeah. to be like absolutely foolproof for Tua. Well, I mean, any, I mean, any good quarterback in the NFL has a couple, you know, usually has a couple good uh, uh, yeah, targets to go yeah, to. Yeah, usually. Uh, if you want the opposite case, uh, just look at Aaron Rodgers and then, yeah, that's what that, that looks like. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, boy, they're, they're, uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll, 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 we'll get there in a second. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, two, I wish you, it's USB recovery. Uh, Dolphins, though, I am worried about their uh, future in the short term. I don't know how long the concussion protocol is now for out. I think I think it's gonna be out for like at least two weeks. Probably I would say more. I would say a couple of weeks. Yeah. So for their for their immediate future, I'm a little I'm a little concerned for them. But uh, you know, I do hope too is okay because I do I, I do feel like you know I feel like he could be good. So well, well plus their schedule got to be a lot easier than the first three games. I mean, you know what I mean? You, you, yeah. You go, so I think maybe their their schedule lightens up just for two games, so you can get them back. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, uh, the things have been going on. Uh, this is a weird day in the NFL. Another uh, another another weird week. Yeah. Uh, Saints lost via double doink, which was funny, just in and of itself. Can we can we talk about the highest scoring team in the in the NFL one and three? Uh, the, the fucking Seahawks. The Lions, man. How, how do you like? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they put they put up forty five points and still lost. Dude, I mean, look at their last couple of games. They're the highest scoring team in the NFL. That's right, they three. are. Like, there's yeah. no records for like offense, and they've they, they, they only yeah. won one game. Dude, Campbell's changed that team around. I'm telling you, these are he games, has, man. and I mean, the proof's there. They're all one possession games or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's only like a couple. It's only a couple of things, but like Lions are honestly, team I'm watch. I'm watching for in the future, just because like you know, if they can you know end up putting it together, that's like that's like a really scary team. Yeah, and it's a fun story too because I mean, how how often are they the perennial you know basement dwellers of their division? So this would be kind yeah. of cool to see them bounce out of it. Yeah, they, they like they are they had the highest score of not just any loser, but any team that wasn't the one they beat. That wasn't the one they lost to. Yeah, I mean they've they've been putting the points up offensively. Their defense needs a little bit of work, but still, yeah. Uh, I would seriously contemplate uh, going defense for their first round next year once again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, or, or, or quarterback because they could really use a new quarterback. Goff's doing enough though. I mean, they if do. Can... They do have two first rounders though. They do have two firsts next season. It'd be interesting to see who they get with Hutchison to kind of make that um, uh, interesting. And then uh, how about that uh, Hawkin? What was his last name? Hawkin? Oh, Hawkinson. Hawkinson had a great game too. Hawkinson went off today. Holy shit! You know what? That that's the effect of. Uh, uh, St. Brown being out, yeah. Like well, you lose your best receivers, so then Haw- so Hawkinson steps up, and Hawkinson's yeah. great. Yeah, he, I mean, he really filled the void. Two touchdowns, I think he almost had 200 yards receiving. Pretty, pretty solid yeah. game for yeah. a tight end, especially. Oh yeah, I mean, you don't you don't get that too often. Uh, your boys haven't played yet, so uh, you get a chance to laugh at me right now because uh, yeah, the Steelers lost to the Jets. Is uh, 
you guys are fucking it's long season. You better not gonna lie, in. this not gonna lie. This is uh, this, this feels like rock bottom. Strap, really strap in, like rock bottom. I'm strapped in, but I, I still don't feel ready. Strap in, man. But, and you know uh, what? But you know what? I have optimism. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the first half was abysmal, like it, like it always is for us. The second half, a new savior. Uh, here we go. The game, Kenny, ticket for picket. Crazy. You know, crazy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a long season for you guys. The, Kenny Pickett is Kenny Pickett is our future. And you know what? This game does I Kenny, I still love you. This game does not change that. You just gotta keep the mistakes down. And look, he's young. It's his first starts. Didn't even play the full game. So you know what? I'm gonna give him a pass for this one. I know it's the Jets, but they do have the two really good corners and DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. So they're not they're not they're not exactly a slouch. It is the Jets, so I will I will grant you that. But you know what? It's a learning experience. You know, there's a young team, it's a rebuilding squad. We're rebuilding right now. So, you know, I'm okay with us not doing so hot right now. And Tom was already extended. So, you know, this isn't like a make or break year for him. So that's who, that's do you, who do you guys have next week? The Bills. And then you play Tampa Bay. You guys are fucked, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's our, gonna be, our, it's gonna be long. Our, our fucking October, our, our October slate fucking sucks, man. Because like, we have it's 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 the Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins, and then the fucking Eagles. I mean, and again, uh, Eagles are beating teams that. I mean, again, I'm I'm still not. I'm not gonna be. You, no, you know what? I'll I'll give, I'll give them two of the of the wins they've got because they because they put a whooping on fucking Minnesota. I'll give you that, but I mean, I really haven't wild with anything though. Like honestly, who did they play today? Jacksonville, and Jacksonville doesn't look that bad. They're they're not that bad. They're not as bad as they were last year, but they're no, still they've gotten better. They're not like I don't know. I'm still not. I'm not convinced of four now. I mean, I'm not convinced, but like, but like, if you also like look at the way they're playing, like they're like they like they're beating the shit out of some of these teams. I gotta watch him. I guess. I guess that's that's the thing. I, yeah, uh, like, like honestly, like 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 real talk, like Jalen hurts. He's in the conversation for MVP right now. Like yeah. he's that good. I just haven't watched any of their shit. I've just seen the scores. You know what I mean? I'm just uh, yeah. I, I, I watched. Uh, I the only game I watched the majority of was their Monday night game against the Vikings, and they put on a clinic in that game. I didn't watch. I I watched obviously none of the games today. I watched maybe like five minutes of the. Uh, I didn't get to. I didn't get to watch a lot of the games today because I was I was working at the time too. So Pat's Packers, I think, and I'm I'm gonna probably I'm gonna try to find a. Uh, Sports bar or something around the area here in Anaheim to watch the game, you, you, man. You, you, you do got to give some props to uh, uh, Cardinal, uh, the Car- Arizona Cardinals, for the first time in the last six meetups, they finally beat the Carolina Panthers, which is crazy because they've had a so much of a better team. Yeah, but the thing is, like, yeah, like this a team that has beat them in every single one of their last six. They have not beat this team since 2011. Kudos to the Raiders for getting their first W too. Kudos to the Raiders. I mean that 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 was clown ball twenty twenty two. But now we have a funny that we have a, a team to make fun of now. The O uh, three and one Texans. Texans. They're the only winless team in the NFL. Only winless team in the NFL. They have a tie though, but no they wins. Do. No wins. No. Oh, they got a tie, but no wins. Uh, let's take a let's take a look at the Texas schedule. Are they, like, are, do you think they're going to beat anybody this year? Who who they got? So let's see, kind of they got the Jags, the Raiders, the Titans, the Eagles. They could, they could beat the Jags. You think so? You think so? I mean, I mean, that could be a honestly, that could be a game you can go either way on that. Really? I think so. 
I think the, I think OSC from the Jags like we're more impressed than OSC from the, from the Texans, honestly. I mean, but you never. Those are the games right there, like a random yeah. game there that they'll squeak out a. You know yeah, what I mean? like look, look at the schedule. So so yeah, Jags next week, then yeah. Raiders. They're gonna then lose that one. Titans. Titans are gonna win that. Yeah. Yeah. Eagles. No. Eagles are gonna win. Giants, maybe. I don't like they're they're talk about a team that's like overrated, like three and one. Like this does not look very good. A three and one in a shit division, man. And 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 we're even talking the Cowboys are three and one, not a good three and one team. Even if Dak does come back in a couple weeks, I, I still not, you know. But yeah, by the way, just, Cooper, Cooper Rush, first four and oh, first four and oh start of any QB in Cowboys history. That's crazy. Yeah, because like, like, for some reason, like nobody can beat Cooper Rush. So he had he had two wins this year, and when did he play last year? He's, too? he's, had, he's had three wins this year, and he had one win last season. Oh, he had three last. He had three already. It's been three weeks without that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it has. Wow. Okay. Okay. I I thought it was I thought it was week two. He was out. Makes you wonder why they paid Dak four six million dollars to begin with. Makes you wonder why they pay any other players the money they made. Even look at you know Ezekiel Elliott. You know, uh, it just I don't know. They're not getting what they're putting into it. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Commanders, maybe. maybe Dolphins, yeah. no. Browns, no. Uh, that's still without Watson, so no. Oh no, that's with Watson. Never mind. That's, that's no. with Watson. Even even I would take even Jacoby percent. I'd still take. Uh, Cowboys, no. Uh, Chiefs, no. Titans, no. So there's a chance they like legitimately, legitimately could go winless this year. Like I said, they're only they're best. I would even I would say two games: Jacksonville and the Giants. But they but they but they suck they suck so bad that they eat like they can't even be the first zero and seventeen team in history. Who's their quarter? I don't even know who's their quarterback. Davis Mills. I don't even know their quarterback. Dude. They have and they don't have any players, any stars. Uh, they they got Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is a baller. Why did why did Cooks leave? Wasn't he? Where was he last year? Wasn't he? Uh, Cooks. Uh, last year was he was with Houston. He's been with, he's been with Houston for a little bit. Was he with Minnesota? Uh, I don't think he ever played for Minnesota. I think he played he played for New Orleans. He played for Miami. He played for New England. Cooks, uh, and okay. then the Rams. Oh, maybe that's well, okay. I don't know why. Why did I say okay? Yeah, I I don't know. That's uh, what what. What kind of contract did he sign with the Texans? Let me let me see. Uh, oh, he was traded to the Texans. Wow, that's when, uh, you, that's when you know you've hit rock bottom. <laughs> well, no, I mean that's. I mean, it's not. It's not rock bottom. It's just that like the Texans needed somebody. Like Brandon Cooks is like I think he's the most underrated receiver in the NFL. Like it's a dude who this is a dude like he's the only player in history to put up a thousand yards with four different teams. That's impressive there because I mean you figure you, you're not getting the consistency at quarterback. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty impressive. Sorry, not, okay, not not the only one. Brandon Marshall also did a thousand yards with four, with four different teams, but still, Brandon, Mar- Brandon Marshall's damn good receiver too, though. Brandon Marshall was really good. Yeah, it was re- I mean, very, I mean, elite good. I'm sad that uh, some of those years didn't work with Cutler because he hell of a hell of a quarterback. I mean, uh, hell, of, I mean, hell of a receiver, right? Did any did anything did anything work with Cutler? Let's be honest. Did anything work with Cutler? No, but uh, I do. I just I, I just like his I like his style of play. I guess I don't know. I or I don't know. His just lack of giving a shit. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's it. I, maybe I maybe I'm guessing. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I love, I love how much he didn't care. <laughs> I mean, God, when he wanted to play, man, he's he's he could be a great he could be a great player when he wants to play. Jay Cutler. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you. To, his, some of his uh, Denver, what his Denver years weren't weren't too too 
too, too awful. Let me look real fast. Yeah, uh, he, he, he started I, with Denver, before trade to Chicago. Yeah, he had some decent years. Uh, uh, okay, but uh, looking looking ahead to uh, week five in the NFL, go, go on a prediction real quick. Uh, oh, shit. Colts versus Broncos. Ooh, this is a trap game because the Colts just – or the Broncos just lost to the Raiders. Both of these teams are coming off of losses because the, the Colts also just lost to the Titans. Where are we playing this at? Uh, Denver. Mile high. I'll go, I'll go Denver. Yeah, I'm going Denver on this one too. Simply the home team. That's the only, the only edge I'm giving that one. Although, although in Indy's defense is really great. I know I didn't show this week, but that's because they were playing Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry is. But Denver's defense did – you know, did pretty good against San Francisco last last week too. I mean, their their defense looked pretty pretty sharp enough. All um, of the, the Raiders somehow got away. I, yeah. That's what I don't. That's what I don't understand. Like we we couldn't beat Denver yet. Vegas can beat. I, Vegas can beat them. It's, it's, yeah, football. It, uh, the first four weeks of the season, or first you know, have been really like like an April Fool's joke almost. You know. Yeah, I hope that continues with this next pick. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's that's Buffalo's. Uh, I just you're, you're I know playing. I know this is Buffalo's. I, I know. know they're scary. I know they're Super Bowl favorite. I know they're maybe the best team in the NFL. I know they're really good. Go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I have absolutely yeah. no confidence. But you have to. I get Go it. Go Pittsburgh. You have to. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you just gotta you gotta gotta go down with your team, man. So yeah. I don't care. I don't care if the ship is sinking. I'm going to I'm going to stand by my boys. You're going to play the violin and yes, tell, tell everybody it's been a pleasure playing with you. <laughs> uh, Chargers versus Browns. Actually, two teams have the, the, the exact same record. So I'm going to go uh, Cleveland. Let me see. Is, 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 Her, is Herbie playing is my question. Bose is out for a while, so I'm going to – Yeah, yeah. Bose, yeah, Bose is out, which is, which is not – It's not like Khalil Mack, though. No, but still, I mean, Bosa and Mac on a one-two t- combo are good. I just think without Bosa, I don't know. I just, I think Cleveland gets this one. They need, they need to. I don't know. I think they need to keep pace with, uh, you know, Cincinnati and Baltimore. I, I think this is yeah. They really need to, they're, they're, not, they're already number one. They don't. They don't really need to keep. They don't really need to keep pace with anybody. They all have two losses though, don't they? Uh, wait, do they? Oh, you're right. They do. Pretty sure they all do. Yeah, they do. No, you're right. You're right, they do. But I'm saying, uh, if you want to stay, I mean, because that North is going to flip around a lot. I mean, yeah. the, 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 those teams are going to beat each other up. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you, you need to tear your dominance. I'm landing, I'm landing Los just, Angeles on this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Cleveland. Uh, Bears versus Vikings. I'm going Vikings on this one. Look at Vikings too. Uh, this one actually could like could be like very like sneakily good. Or sneakily bad for one of these teams. Uh, the Lions versus the Patriots. If the Lions can keep playing like this, I think that they're going to take this, honestly. But the Patriots have been playing, which is really crazy, even without... Uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I mean, they still look decent enough to pretty much win a game in Lambeau. I to, mean, to, you know? Yeah, to put a fight to, to put a fight to fucking Aaron Rodgers, which... Which you never saw coming. coming at all. You thought this was going to be a blowout. Green yeah. going to win this one-handedly. Um, I don't know, man. I... I I, I'm I'm gonna. This is a tough one, man. I'm I'm gonna go with. I don't know. I'm gonna go with New England. Why Why not? Let's Let's go with the Pats on this one. I'm going. I'm going Detroit. Okay. I I, I love the Lions. So I, I like what they do. But I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with New England. I, I, well. I just want to see uh, Belichick's face when he realized he lost to Detroit. <laughs> Dude, Gossman put up some good numbers. He put up some great numbers today. 
That's true, he did. I mean, uh, he's been looking good. But who has? Oh, Goff. Yeah. Go- yeah. Go- go- shit, Goff with my, my bench player. He, he outscored my starter. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> uh, then you got the Dolphins versus the Jets. This, this, this is a matchup I'm very interested in because I want to see... Because, like, this is one of the better young corners in the league versus two of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one. This is going to be a big uh, turnaround win for them. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be – it's whoever Sauce is covering, the other one's going to have a big game. Because, like, Sauce can't cover both Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. No, so somebody's going to be able to do some damage. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, t- I'm, taking, the Dol- I'm taking the Dolphins as well. I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, how the, de- how the Jets defense plays this. Uh, Falcons versus Buccaneers, two teams that somehow have the same record. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, I'm going to go Tampa uh, with a much-needed uh, win. I'm going Tampa as well, unless uh, Bray decides to, uh, you know, do what he did the first three weeks and just do as little as possible. He had a big week this week, though. He had a yeah, huge yeah, game. yeah, this week, because he finally needed to do something. <laughs> he wants to play now, so I think – think he, he's 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 yeah he'll be all right oh okay. yeah he got the call from you got the call from giselle <laughs> you know uh i'm leaving i'm leaving i'm leaving you if you don't make the super bowl this year he's got some shit going. he's got a lot of shit going on right now i guess he's not looking like himself but he's still putting up not. decent enough i mean honestly i think he's just he's just stay retired honestly yeah but i mean this is i don't know we'll see what happens with see, we'll see that. I, 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 I think no matter what he's done after this year is to this, yeah. Uh, Titans versus Commanders. I feel like I feel like Titans are gonna run are gonna wreck shit on this one. FedEx Fields. Yeah, Titans really need to start to insert the dominance in that division and start trying to pull away. Well, it's like well, Henry's getting better. So I mean, Henry's just a keep in mind he's coming off that surgery too. But like, uh, but like sure. he conti- like he's looking like his old self again. Yeah, and that's like, that, that's like today he had a fucking excellent game. Yeah, that's dangerous when he's like that because he's yeah. Like when when if Henry's good, then he's very hard to stop. This team, this team in general is very hard to stop. And then you'll start seeing him climbing up the top five of the rusher, yeah, uh, rushing at rushers for the, for the year. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna start getting you know back into like classic Henry. Yeah. Uh, Texans versus Jaguars. I'm going Jags on this one. Pretty good Jags too. Uh, don't be surprised if Texans can't eke something out. This would be a game to do it. Yeah. Uh, Niners versus Panthers. Doing Niners, baby. All I mean, yeah, I know. I, I mean, we'll see how your team does tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I mean, e- even dis- no matter how, what happens tomorrow, I am taking. I am taking you guys to beat Carolina. Yeah. Um, if if they are two and two and go into Carolina, um, they could go to three and two. Keep in mind this division is all going to be locked up at two and two. Sure looks like it. If if that does happen, if the Niners do win tomorrow, everybody's yeah. two and two. Um, so that West is going to be competitive, but they really need to start catching their ground. And I think that's. I mean, Carolina's a it's a sure win. It has to. Uh, Cowboys versus Rams. Cooper, <laughs> Matt Stafford versus Cooper Rush. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I, I mean, yeah, I am as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Rams as well. Uh, Battle of the Birds, uh, Eagles versus Cardinals. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm thinking Eagles are gonna press it on. I don't think Arizona has has what it takes to stop them. Uh, yeah, I'll stick with 
with uh, yeah, I'll stick with Philadelphia, I guess. But uh, don't be surprised if Arizona could pull up an upset potentially. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I mean, I just I think maybe it's a bit potential. Who knows? Uh, then uh, Sunday night, uh, AFC North ball. We got the Bengals taking on the Ravens. This is going to go a long way in determining who is going to be the top dog in the AFC North come playoff time. Wow, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go Baltimore because they're going to play. They're playing in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Baltimore too. Just because of the home field, I think that's going to really dictate a lot of these matchups <clears throat> in the uh, AFC North. Uh, and then on Monday night, we got the Raiders versus the Chiefs. Oh, I feel like Chiefs are going to like are going to like violate this team. Yeah, but those those. You know those rivalry games. Uh, be, be surprised. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go Vegas with an upset on this one. I'm gonna. Ooh, I'm gonna I'll call. I'm gonna call that out. I'm gonna go with Vegas with an upset on that. Those, right. divi- those division games. Those AFC West division games never go how you think they're gonna go. And 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 Vegas gets weird like that, man. The Raiders in general. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Upset. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with an upset on this one. Though. All right. Uh, before we uh, move on from this, <laughs> from this, we gotta talk about one other story. Uh, Antonio Brown is back in the news. Oh, Christ. I, I saw this. Is this, is this actually, what, is oh, this, Christ. did this actually happen? Yes, it did. It, did, it did happen. Why? Uh, in man. case you haven't heard what happened was, uh, he was at a pool in Dubai and, uh, decided to expose himself. <laughs> what, his dick, whipped his dick out to get this random woman who's the pool with him. Uh, I mean that's something I always wanted to do when I go to Dubai. Like, uh, yeah, but right. I, who, who has it? Yeah, uh, man, he just what an idiot. Yeah, uh, this. Uh, the, yeah, the ironic thing is, I, I think the ironic thing would be like finding out like years down the line because like we, we we won't know until he's dead. But finding out years down the line, like he actually doesn't he doesn't have CTE. He's just he, an asshole. He has he has some serious problems. So I think there's yeah. there's just no way the. And then sometimes you you wonder if he just like seeks this attention. You know what I mean? It, you know, he, it, he, it could does. Be. he definitely it could, does. It could be. I don't know because almost like I always say, like even like a Terrell Owens type. You know, Terrell Owens wanted. To was him. never like this volatile though. Like he was not a like diva, this. Not but like he never this. did shit like this. No, not like this. Um, yeah, there's something there's something wrong with him. I think. I don't know. I think it's a mix of both. Yeah, I mean. He very clearly has CTE, but I wanted to. I want the case to be that he doesn't have CTE. He, he's just like, like imagine he was just like this, like Andy Kaufman s comedian, where he just like, what if I was a joke? I tried to be an NFL wide receiver, and then he actually did it, and then I was like, oh wow, I'm I'm like really good at this. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being like if he doesn't have CTE, it's one of those things where he just completely likes the likes the limelight, likes the likes just to ruffle feathers and be different, yeah. you know. Uh, everybody's a, he has to be B, you know what I mean? Uh, everybody's up. He's down. Like, I think he, he likes just to be different. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's just really off putting. And it's, it's, it's kind of like sad to see a career pissed away like this. Yeah, I mean, like I, 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 I love that. I love that when he was in Pittsburgh, despite as big of a DV as you want. I love that when he was in Pittsburgh. I mean, I mean, I mean, Scott, it, it, it's, it's yeah. him and Le'Veon Bell, man. Like there's two absolutely just wasted careers. Both of them, and they both went to shit after. I mean, they both never rebounded fully. You know, Levin. I mean, a, I mean, AB being, got a AB got a ring, but that's. I mean, but shit. I mean, even the water boy gets a ring. You know, it's it's not to me. It's like when Levion 
was divaed out and went to the Jets. He never he never played the same. Um, and then when AB left Pittsburgh, he was never the same. I mean, it, there was sparks when he was in in Tampa for you know, I mean, for the short time he was there, he played well, uh, played decent enough, mm-hmm. you know. And then he just just quit and just quit on the team and just you know. I don't know. Just again, just pissed the career away. It's 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 kind of sad. Yeah, like the the, the, the whole uh, Super Bowl with the, or was the Chiefs versus the fucking Bucks. The Bucks. That was my nightmare. I'm just like, <laughs> oh great. So either Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown is gonna get a ring. Fantastic. Well, how do you think? Well, I obviously rooted against the Chiefs because they beat the Niners. So, and then I I was like, well, I gotta support Brady. So. And it was funny though because I, it was I was stressed though because last, what was it? Uh, it was the no, it wasn't last year. When the hell would it have been? Wait, what? The, the the year that the year that they played, it would have been uh, the Bucks playing the Niners if they didn't lose. I think the Niners lost. They were going to play the Bucks to get what? in, right? Mike, Are you talking about wait what? What year? Okay, so within the last couple of years, it was uh-huh. the. I think well no the Rams beat the Bucks to get to the Niners that was last year never mind. yeah that was last year never mind because I was like oh what if Brady plays the Niners like who gonna root for him like well I'm rooting for the Niners but yeah people were yeah they beat they beat the Rams they would have played the Niners next yeah 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 well, it didn't yeah, they also did like AB also posted like an Instagram photo with Instagram photo with Tom Brady's wife it's just like what the fuck are you doing dude again I think it's this is a, he's an attention whore. Um, that has CTE. I mean, yeah. I think that's that's really all I think it boils down to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doesn't mean does I'm not, I'm not gonna say get help because honestly, I I don't care if you do. But <laughs> you you have to want it, and I don't I think just, he wants it. I I want to know like how far this can go, honestly. Yeah, I mean it's. But uh, moving on from that, we got we do got uh, got a next segment uh, trailer talk. First thing we're gonna be talking about is uh, let's talk about the trailer for Bones and all. So Bones and All is an upcoming movie from director Luca Guadagnino, and uh, it's basically a coming-of-age romantic horror road trip movie and follows these two cannibalistic uh, young couple uh, played by Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet as they uh, road trip across Reagan-era America. So like I said, uh, t- uh, Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet, are co- are star- they star in this film along with uh, Tim- uh, Mark Rylance, Michael Stolberg, Andre Holland, uh, Chloe Savini, among others. Um, you and I are both big fans of Luke Guadagnino. I think, yeah. I think he's a really good director. Uh, this is his first time working with Chalamet since Call Me By Your Name. They have made movie together since. And uh, something tells me that sequel is not going to, ha- it's not going to happen, at least not the way that we think. Uh, the ironic thing is the subject matter of this movie, given the fact who starred oh. in Call Me By Your Name. And and is uh, featured on Discovery Plus's House of Hammer that yeah. I, I watched. How was it? It was all right. I mean, okay. I, I have to give you the, uh, I'll give you my credentials. You can check it out. Oh, joy. Oh, bless. Yeah. It was three episodes, man. It was just <laughs> fucked up. Fucked up. Right, but I watched the trailer for Bones and all. I liked it okay. Taylor Russell sure does look a lot like Zendaya in this trailer. Um, Man, I think she's the better Zendaya, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm curious enough about it. Uh, you know, I like Guadagnino. I think he's a great director. Um, and I'm really curious to see what they do, especially with the talent you have, you know, around it. You know, Chalamet always puts on good work. And um, 
I don't know. It'll be kind of interesting to see what happens with this. Yep. And uh, this is set for a release on November 18th, 2022. Next show we're talking about is for Raymond and Ray. So Raymond and Ray is an Apple TV plus movie starring, uh, starring uh, Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke. Uh, basically, it's about two half brothers who reunite at the funeral for their father, who, uh, well, really, really, neither of them had a great relationship with. No. Uh, so yeah, it's directed by uh, uh, Rodrigo Garcia. He directed. Remember Albert Nobbs? Albert Nobbs with uh, Glenn Close. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never, never saw it. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my god, that movie's fucking bad is it yeah it's like oh, it's so bad like it's, it's kind of crazy like the thing this guy's this guy's directed uh if you if you just look if you look it up uh like like, like he directed like he directed glenn close on a lot of stuff holy shit uh but russell watching the trailer for uh raymond and ray yeah i mean looks like you're i don't know like you're coming to like almost rem- reminded me of if if elizabethtown had if orlando bloom had a brother had a brother <laughs> you know what i mean and they yeah. were basically like i mean in charge of kind of like digging the, you know his his gravesite and and, and and having you know flashbacks of like life together growing up with their father you know i just it's kind of the vibe i got from it yeah um i mean like a cameron crow-esque um but yeah no i mean it, it looks okay i mean you know, you, you like the the talent in the film, so you think that that it'll be kind of interesting to see these two uh, on screen together. I also didn't realize that Quran produced this. Yeah, I saw that. It was like one of the first things when they were shown uh, on the trailer. They were showing credits or whatever for different things. And yeah, it said Alfonso Quran, which I thought was kind of surprising. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really see him like producing like a ton, a ton of stuff. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I I I love Ethan Hawke. I love William McGregor. So I'm, I'm hoping this works. And uh, yeah, this is for release on Apple TV Plus on October 21st, 2022. Next thing we're talking about, uh, what's our last show we're talking about today, is for Spoiler Alert. Uh, so Spoiler Alert is a upcoming biopic uh, based on the life of writer Michael Asiello. I, I, I should sure pronounce it, but sure. Let's just say Asiello. Uh, basically, it follows this 11-month period where uh, he had this relationship with this guy who ends up developing terminal cancer. Yeah. Uh, film stars Jim Parsons, Ben Aldridge, and Sally Field, and is directed by Michael Showalter. Uh, so, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Spoiler Alert? I liked it. I like Parsons uh, really tackling a serious side. A serious, like, slash comedic, because obviously we know him from the Big Bang Theory, but he really just trying to step out of that whole right. com- uh, comedy genre, really trying to go serious. Um, I think he has, I think he's a good actor. Um, I think this film kind of just follows in the footsteps he's been kind of trying to lay down. Yeah, he's, uh, he's in his HBM movie called uh, The Normal Heart. Okay. You know, a couple years back, he was, he's fucking excellent. In that, in yeah, that. very talented, very talented. Oh, yeah, no, he, he's, he's a really good actor. And I'm glad, and I, I hope that people recognize him for more than just Sheldon Cooper because, like, he's just, he, I think he's that good. Uh, yeah. I'm conflicted with this movie. Like, if, yeah. if, if, if this, if this is like four years ago, yeah, I would have been hyped for this one. <laughs> As of right now, I'm not entirely sure because. I'm I'm on a bit of a a, bit of a you know out period of Michael Shaw Walter as a director just because he's like like Hello My Name Is Doris fantastic Big Sick fantastic yeah his last two didn't really wow me I'm being completely honest I, I thought I thought Love Birds was okay uh, Tammy Tammy Faye was okay 
Tammy Faye, I was a big fan of. Yeah, I, I, I know you're a big fan of it, but you, you also just like Chastain. You also, you also Chastain. Chastain, yeah. I'm a huge Chastain fan, but I just, I, I really, I just, I like the film in general. Um, although, yeah. Yeah, although it is worth noting that, yes, uh, the last part, the last lead that Show Walter directed did win an Oscar. So, yeah, I mean, I mean if, this, if this does hit, there are, there are Oscar implications for Jim Parsons. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot of, um, it's kind of interesting this year to see where, uh, come Oscar time, you know. Well, several, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we talk about this or not, but did, did you hear about how they're uh, campaigning Michelle Williams for lead instead of supporting for actress? I I heard about this. Yeah, well, because like, well, like that makes like best actress the most crowded field of any category this year. Like, and it's not close. Yeah. Um, this will be interesting. This will be an interesting year. Oh yeah, you're talking about uh, for Spielberg's movie for Fable, Fable, eh, Fableman's. Yes. Okay. Um. And I thought I think some it wasn't was it somewhere that I saw that they were really trying to have her go supporting actress because of the fact that they she, thought was, she had a better shot. The she one. was initially supporting, okay. and I think they should. I think if she's supporting, she wins. Like if I'm being completely honest, I think I think she wins. I mean, it's amazing she doesn't have an Oscar. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean it, it does suck, but I, I think this would have been her one had she gone in supporting. But like Russell, so she's now. Oh, let me let me pull let me pull this up for you so, so you so you can see just how just just how much this decision is kind of is kind of screwing her in the long run and we're not even like into the heart of like you know november december january where you get more oscar baby films you know what i mean no 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 uh yeah so like we're, they're still like all like most people who have been or are going to be nominated their movies haven't even come out yet yeah so that's 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 yeah, stacked yeah it's already yeah stacked so, but like itself. russell she is now. She now has to compete with Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yao, Margot Robbie, Olivia Coleman, Viola Davis, Danielle Deadweiler, Anna Armas, and Naomi Aki. It's crazy. Did you get to watch Blonde yet? I'm still a half hour into it. I, I haven't. Have you, how is it? I'm a half hour into it. It's a slow burn. Um, I started late at night, um, like an idiot. Um, I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch all two and a half. It's like two and a half hours. It's like two hours and forty five minutes, and I, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch it, and then. You know, naturally, I'm like, oh, I was getting tired. I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to not watch it. And then with coming to California, I, I downloaded it. But then I watched, uh, I was watching The Apartment, I, uh, watching a little bit of scenes on there. And then I started uh, The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Um, I just didn't get around to watching the rest of it. So I, I need to watch it because it's it's not too, too bad. It's just, I, I see so much divisiveness with this film that I'm curious about it um if you've, if you've seen anything on twitter like just the like mm -hmm. people are either praising it or they're just like loathing this film so i'm kind of like i'm kind of curious to see where it's gonna fall yeah i mean I, I'll, I'll definitely check it out at some point i do like andrew dominic but yeah, yeah. uh there's gonna be a fucking murderous slate it's uh, crazy yeah but that's gonna do it for trailer talk and i move on to uh notorious news which uh well, first of all russell uh, you're currently at uh you're currently in uh california I am beautiful, uh, and you just, uh, sunny California. You just went to Horror Nights, so you want to tell us a bit about it. How 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 is uh, how Halloween Horror Nights this year? It was good. Um, I actually, so my family, we all went, and um, I was shopping for t-shirts because you know I love merch at, at these things, especially because well, the house featured Michael Myers, Halloween, a huge fan, obviously. Um, so there was a couple shirts I wanted to get, and then the weekend. One, one of the artists I really enjoy um, has a house there too. And I was kind of waiting in line for merch and 
my wife was like, it was early. It was right before they were getting ready to start at seven o'clock. I think they were starting to let everybody out or like go into the houses. And the first house they were in was the Blumhouse house. And I was excited because I wanted to see that one. Well, here there was a big ass line for the merch, but I'm like, if I don't go now, I know how this is going to play out. Everything's going to be picked over. I'm not going to get the shit that I want. And I'm like, okay. So they ended up going into it and they, they, I waited outside um, and they thought it was fantastic. They had like stuff from Freaky, um, the Black Phone, um, the things that I really would have enjoyed. I didn't get a shot to yeah. go back. I didn't get a shot to go back to it, uh, which which sucked. But I did get to go to the Halloween house. Um, that was the next house we went to after the Blum house. I mean, for you, that's, that's the more important one. I yeah, that, that was the one I wanted to hit. I mean, that was a no yeah. doubt about it. And that's I stressed the importance of this one because I was like, I know what's going to happen because he's featured like i mean more people are going to go to this house and it opened at seven and we went down right after they got out of blumhouse and i think there was only maybe like a, a 45 minute wait a 40 minute wait later on through the night i seen it up to 160 minutes so i'm glad we went when we went um easily the hands down it was going to be my favorite house but they did it so great um it's just different things of the homage to the 1978 film it's just it was really really cool so, like, so it was halloween one this year yeah 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 which was really cool so like you go in and you see like little little michael myers in the in the clown costume and then you just go through and there's like different things so you see like um uh the the one um Oh, the, the, the one guy that gets uh, stabbed into the, the door or whatever. Yeah. You see, you see that and you see like, you see the, here lies Judith Myers. And then you see the, you see the, the one that was really cool near the end of the film or the end of the, uh, the house, they had Michael Myers, like all, like, like a, almost like a hallway. And it was all like Michael Myers. And I, and I was, it was freaky as fuck, but like the thing about, it, I liked, it was like, I was waiting for one of them just to pop out. So I, I was looking at hands to see yeah. who, who looked like who had mannequin hands. the real one. Yeah. Mannequin hands. None of them popped out, but it was just so cool. And then there's a scene where you, there's like somebody, there's an actor playing Dr. Loomis and he's shooting Michael Myers, like from the ending, from the ending scene where he falls off the balcony, mm-hmm. just cool stuff, man. It was just really cool. There's like another scene in there where um, the laundry line outside he's like he's you could see the like the the uh sheets blowing you just kind of see him like back there it just it was really cool it was like all the cool things that made the 1978 film so memorable and fun um they they you you felt that going through the house which i really uh, appreciated um i'm trying i'm trying to think from there we went to um we did the um universal the uh the classics the monster classics like right. wolfman and all that that was that was pretty cool the mummy um that was pretty cool uh there was like a 40 minute wait for that so we got to do that that was pretty fun i'm trying to think of the other ones we that we did that we did we wanted to hit after hours the weekend obviously but like i said that that house was there was never there was a time earlier i'm questioning like, what does that house even look like i don't I, we went that like I, that's the thing I, I didn't really even get to go down and see it like i feel like this place was so ill prepared for people like we made a running joke all night that like i don't think they like stopped they like had a cutoff for how many tickets they sold they just kept selling oh we did get to hit the jordan peel one too Oh, really? so we, we did the Jordan Peele one um, and part of the stuff where it says uh, what it was a Jupiter claim. 
right? Oh, yes. From, uh, yeah. yeah, from, from, uh, from Nope. Nope. Yeah. That was actually what part they of the used. studio tour. Yeah. I know. Part of the studio tour. So I thought it was really cool. Um, and then they had like, you go through it and then there's like, obviously you see like the tethered, you see like people from us and stuff like that's really cool. That's cool. Um, and like I said, I saw, I saw Mike cause he was through there and I was yeah, yeah, he's, uh, doing Norman Bates right now. And, and it was funny. Cause I'm like, Oh dude, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's Chance's partner, Mike. And I'm like, what? She was like, what? I said, yeah. So I had to pull up the picture of like when we first met in New York. And I said, yeah. I had to like show everybody. I'm like, dude, it's Schmo down. I said, and that's Mike Kalinowski. Yeah. And um, they just thought that was kind of cool. And so we, we got through got through all that stuff, did the basement yeah, stuff. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you go to in the day, he, he has the Waterworld show too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I knew he did. It was funny because as soon as I saw Norman Bates, I'm like, shit, that's Mike. And I like, I just, it was just like instantly hit me. And then I had like, you know, told everybody, I was like, oh, that's who that is. And get a picture in front of the house. And um, yeah, we did that one. And then like, I, th- I think we ended with the Universal Monsters. And, and like I said, I, I think it was just, everybody was so ill-prepared for people. Um, and, and, you know, keep in mind, you know, uh, the park's smaller than, you know, your, 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 or, uh, the one that we did in Orlando last year, but um, yeah, it's a much smaller space than the uh, Orlando park, but still fun. And, and I just like, I feel like there was way, just way too many people. And, and it was like, once it started hit like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, that's where all those lines, everything went up in time wise. Like we, we, we hit, um, we did hit the uh, Jurassic world ride. That was fun. I still haven't done that. We did that. That was pretty good. Both, both, uh, both times, both times, uh, last couple times I went, uh, it was still under construction. So oh, okay. It's been that long since I've been to the Anna, to the Universal in Hollywood. The, the line was only a half hour, so we, we took advantage of it. The kids wanted to go because well, they had already gone, and they knew that we didn't go because we spent a little bit – we spent the majority of the first, like, I think three, four hours of when we got there in Harry Potter world, because uh, Ella's, you know, obsessed now. And um, so she got a Hermione wand. I went with the Elder Wand. And then we kind of went around and kind of did our thing. There's only 11 spots to do, like, magic, uh, which is really kind of crazy. Yeah. There's, yeah. Again, like the. But still I, fun. I, I think the superior one, the superior uh, universal is the one in Orlando. Oh, just so much. There's so much room. But none, nonetheless, though, it's still magical. You know, she had yeah. fun. And um, yeah, but overall, Halloween Horror Nights was a, was a success. Like I said, I really, really, really wish that I would have gotten a shot to go to the Blumhouse and kind of bummed that it hit the weekend because I was, I, you know, I love the weekend's music. I just kind of yeah. wondered, I was kind of like wondering how that was going to all vibe together, you know, but right. ha- Halloween House took it. So I'm happy that at least we get to see that. That's nice. Uh, so going into some other like actual new stuff. Uh, first, we're going to talk about uh, you know let's talk about theme parks right now. Let's talk about this story real quick. Uh, it was announced that there is going to be a feature length film based on the character Figment from uh, what's it, what's it called? Jer- Jer- not Journey into Your Imagination. It's oh I know. What you're, oh man. Uh, sure. Oh man. It's. It's journey into imagination because, like, journey into your imagination was like a very different ride that no, everybody liked. No, sorry, that nobody liked. I think it's just called. Isn't it just called imagination? Oh, wait, oh, it is just called imagination. Okay. okay. Yeah, just imagination. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. So figment from imagination. Oh, so no, it's journey into imagination with figment. That's what. That's what the ride is called. They all sound like they could work. <laughs> they all sound like they could work. Well, Journey into Your Imagination famously did not work because everyone hated that one. Point is, we are getting a feature-length film based on the character. Uh, Seth Rogen is producing the film. 
Uh, no word on if uh, David Goals, who uh, is uh, currently the current voice of Figment on the ride, is going to uh, you know, reprise his role, okay. or if Eric Idle, who is also the star of the ride, is going to reprise his role in the movie, or if we get the song One Little Spark. Did you, did you ever go on that ride in Epcot? I have gone on the ride. I don't. I don't really remember. I've gone on it though for sure. I'll tell you what though, that that fucking song is an earworm. <laughs> it's a total yeah. earworm. It's one that could get lodged in there for sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, a figment movie. I'm not sure what. I think it could work. It's just a question of like, what is this movie like actually about? Man, I just, I'm not surprised anymore by what Disney does. You know? Look, but in 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 the grand scheme of like things that are getting rides or movies that can be turned into rides. Sorry, rides can be turned into movies. This one doesn't not make sense. If that makes sense. Oh. I think yeah, it, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, if you can make something out of Tomorrowland, uh, and and and, and well, I mean, they they, they well, could have they could have made something out of Tomorrowland. That's kind of that was kind of the problem. Well, it failed. Yeah, no. I, I mean, you have something like that that has ample possibilities of what you could do with it, and yeah. obviously not utilized. But yeah, I mean, look, Pirates of the Caribbean is success of that. Um, you know, but yeah, we'll see what happens. It, like I said, be interesting. Uh, next piece, next piece you're talking about. Uh, we got a movie announced called 48 Hours in Vegas. Basically, this tracks the story of how uh, Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bulls player Dennis Rodman, uh, during the 19, the middle of the 1998 finals, uh, went missing in Vegas for two days. <laughs> I remember that, and no one knows where he went. Nobody knows what happened. Nobody knows what happened in those 48 hours. Yep. Except for Rodman and whatever Coke dealer he found that day. Probably. Uh, a movie's in the works with this, and uh, Jonathan Majors is in talks to star in the lead role, which, talk about a guy who's just blowing up right now. I feel like this this dude is just everywhere, and I, and I love it, because I've, I've been a fan of Jonathan Majors since his, like, since his debut. I've been there since the beginning, now that I realize it, because Last Black Man in San Francisco was his first, was his debut. Yeah, he's been he's been all around, man. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, you hear, you hear this premise here, Jonathan Major's attached. So what do you think about it? I'm curious enough. I mean, obviously, he's a really, really great actor. And, I mean, what a what a crazy time in basketball that was. Oh, my God. That was, that was fucking wild. Yeah, why not? Let's uh, let's get, like, this is, like, almost uh, when basketball meets uh, the dirt, uh, Motley Crue, almost, <laughs> probably, kind of. Yeah. What kind of wildness ensued with one of the, you know, one of the top NBA's um, bad boys. Uh, next piece you're talking. Next piece you're talking about is ah uh, uh, Russell. Uh, I mean, look for the for all you demanding it, all two of you. Now you see me three is finally in the works with <sighs> Ruben Fleischer attached to direct. Jeez, I thought we should just stop that for the first one. I don't mean I I I'll I could I'll take the first one back. Like I don't even need the first one. The first one was okay. The second fine, one, but like the second, one, I mean, it wasn't like again. I always say like if if they would have said, "Hey, we're not going to release this movie or we canceled it," I, I wouldn't be bummed. Now you see me too was okay. The first one was obviously better, but uh, yeah, I don't think we need another one. It's it's so weird that like, we're, like who's asking for a third? Now you see me is my question. So secret hashtag going on out there. <laughs> release, release. Now you see me three complete the trilogy. I guess, man. I have no idea. We want to see the trilogy. I don't know. I guess so. 
I don't know. All right, now would you rather watch that or would you rather watch this? Because Kevin Bacon has just signed on to Beverly Hills Cop Four to yeah. potentially play the villain of the movie. I would rather them make another Tremors movie. How about that? Can we do that since Kevin Bacon's doing that? Let's just do that. Remember when they almost did that Tremors TV show with Bacon as the lead? Tremors was the, the first Tremors was the shit. Um, man, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd rather watch neither. I, I would I would rather just sit in silence for an hour and a half. <laughs> How's that? All right. Uh, I mean, the does say most me like the movie's actually like happening now. Like this is a thing that we are going to see. We're going to see Beverly Hills Cop four, and then we're going to see the Nutty Professor three. I and mean, it's not—it's not going to stop. I don't think it's going to stop. You know, I don't—I don't think he would honestly. I don't—I don't—I oh. I don't think he'd bring back. I, th- I think it's the last of his characters he'd bring back. Is he going to complete the trilogy, the Doctor Doolittle series? I don't know. Where I mean, that was completed, but he wasn't in the third. Oh, I see. I didn't even know that because I didn't pay t- pay attention after this. Yeah, his Kyla Pratt, who played his daughter, was the lead of the third one. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, man, I do like the, I do like both Nutty Professors though. Uh, Number two, the Clumps. Yeah, and it's been a while since I've revisited those ones, but I mean, uh, I just, I don't, I'm not really looking mad forward to Beverly Hills Cop Four. Next piece you're talking about. uh, Well, speaking of sequels that are happening. Uh, we got an announcement on the latest installment of the Planet of the Apes series. Uh, it is still going forward, and we that. do have a title for the next one. It's going to be Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. It's going to be released sometime in the year 2024. Uh, we don't know what the plot of the film is, but we do know that Owen Teague is going to be taking over as the lead of this of this film. Uh, we don't know what, what time period this takes place in. We don't know how far in the future we jump into. But this is going to be a continuation of the reboot Planet of the Apes series. Uh, I'm very curious to see how this works, not only without Andy Serkis, but also without Matt Reeves. Who, yeah. Because uh, he's not, not coming back to direct. That's going to be Wes Ball, who did all the Maze Runner movies, which are fine, I guess. They're movies. I, f- I, I, f- I feel like quality-wise, as a director, we're, like, we're like really stepping down. It's like, yay, cinema. Um, you know, I really would like to they brought back Rupert Wyatt, the guy yeah. who directed Rise. Yeah. I think it would have been interesting. Yeah. Well, I wasn't a fan of the third one, though. That was Rise. No. Yeah. War. Don't. Really? You didn't no. Like war? No. It was, wait, Rise? Rise, Dawn, War. Rise, Dawn, War. No, not a fan of War. Really? Yeah. I did not like that very much. That is wild to me. Okay. I, I liked I, I like. I loved War. Yeah, I liked it was, I was a bigger fan of the second film. I mean, I mean, I I, I like Dawn better, but I think War yeah. was excellent. Yeah, I just I don't know. Maybe I, I got another rewatch. It's been a while, but yeah, I just I remember not liking it as much as I I wanted to like it. You know. Okay, would you, would you rather watch War again? Or would you rather watch this new one? Or do it with Kingdom? <sighs> I'll probably just watch War. I guess. I do. I do, like, I do the title though. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. It's, it's a good title. Kingdom sounds cool. It's 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 more thought provoking. Yeah. Um, Probably gonna see know. like some society within the apes. There you have that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like I said, this is gonna come out uh, in the year twenty twenty four. Brotherhood uh, of the Apes. Brotherhood of the Planet of the Apes. I like that. Call to, the, call to the Planet of the Apes. Take a real spin on it. There you go. It's done. Do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, next story we're talking about right now is uh, Robert Eggers is already gearing up for his next film. Uh, it's, he's been in the works for a long time on his Nosferatu remake. 
Uh, well, looks like that is finally happening, but not in the way we thought. Because initially going to star Anya Taylor Joy in the yeah. lead role. Uh, however, due to scheduling conflicts, he had to drop out. So, uh, first of all, in, in the role as the role of Count Orlock, we do have uh, Bill Skarsgård stepping in, which I think is a perfect casting choice. Good, good casting choice, yeah. And uh, starring opposite him, we have Lily Rose Depp. Ooh, okay. Yeah, she's going to be replacing, gonna be replacing uh, Anya Taylor Joy in the lead role. Uh, so yeah, basically, if you're not, you're not familiar with Nosferatu, uh, it's uh, basically it's a classic vampire story about a vampire Count Orlock who expresses interest in a new residence, uh, a new residence and real estate agent uh, who is the new tries he tries to make his wife. Also, uh, was the was the topic of the Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, that's true. It was it was it was just go of Shadow of the Vampire, um, which yeah. the whole the whole thing of that movie is like the guy played him. Um, Willem, Def- Willem Dafoe was in well, it. Yeah, Willem Dafoe played him. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the fucking actor's name. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. It's like uh, that class. That's class. It's not Klaus Kinski. It's Max Schreck. That's it. Max Schreck. Max Schreck. Yep. The whole thing is like he he like actually thought he was a vampire in real life. Shadow of the Vampire. Also, really good movie. If you haven't seen right. it, check it out. Really out there. I I did. I have seen that one. I, I did uh, watch it a couple of years ago. I think it was the first time I'd ever watched it. Really um, good, right? Yeah, it was, it was good. It was out there, like really out there. Yeah, one of uh, Defoe's first Oscar nominations from that for that film. Yeah, and then he just really started to gobble those up. Started to pile really up and not up. win. Yeah, still another actor with another an Oscar. Yeah, it's crazy how much we got. Unbelievable from Defoe. Um, but uh, yeah. So, uh, but speaking of other than us for to remake um you know what do you like are you excited for a robert eggers take on this story yeah i mean i, I like eggers fine um i'm not the i like the witch the witch is okay uh the lighthouse i think is really overhyped I, I just it's okay it's there's good acting in it i mean but it's like it's a fucking movie so fucking far left out there it's so crazy you know what i mean it's madness you see it's an mad- open and I saw that I I I love the Northman. I really enjoyed the Northman. Um, I thought the Northman was better than the Lighthouse. I, I would I would go with that. Um, I tend to agree with that one. I which mean, which I go back and forth, but I'll I'll give you over Lighthouse. But I'm gonna give you acting performance wise. I I I'll take the the chemistry between uh, Defoe and Patson. I, I like that. I, I I like that fine on the screen. They were really good. Um, just overall, just the movie just. Just there's so much going on. I just really didn't feel like it made too much sense to me. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's a movie I I, I want to rewatch again because uh, it's one of those ones where it's just like you, you're going to take things out of it each time you watch it. Um, but to me, I just I, I like the Northman. Northman landed. It hit everything I you know I wanted out of it. I enjoyed it. I'm the witch. I liked okay. Um, I didn't think the witch was like as scary as everybody made it out to be or as like one of the top horror films you know from a24 um it was okay um but yeah overall i, I like eggers i, I i'm kind of curious to see what kind of you know what he's going to bring to this and he he likes you know, he he has a, a theme he likes the horror you know the horror-esque genre yeah with the, with the first two movies that he made so yeah. i'm a little disappointed that i Taylor joy is not going to be in this just because i feel like the two of them make such a great combination he has great chemistry with her and he knows how to direct her yeah. i think to really pull out a different side of anna taylor joy that we don't really see other you know directors doing 
Um, I, I think that he he does have a good eye, and I think she has like really good rapport with him. Um, so yeah, it is kind of unfortunate that that's not going to happen. But uh, uh, what uh, Johnny Depp's daughter? She's she's not too too bad. I liked her in yoga hosers. I liked her in yoga hosers. So she has uh-huh. really good chemistry with uh, uh, Kevin Smith's daughter. I like Willie like Will Rose Depp. Yeah, I mean she she's good enough, and like I said, she has good you know good chemistry with uh kevin smith's daughter yeah, um, I, I think bill's Gar- i think bill skarsgård is an excellent choice for uh, skarsgård's fantastic role. yeah I, I loved him in the barbarian he was really good in barbarian wasn't he he's fantastic in the barbarian he's a really good uh actor um what, especially i mean you see with you know the elevation that he he took himself to to be pennywise so mm-hmm. um this is yeah definitely a good choice i'm curious enough to see what we what we got uh next story we're talking about right now uh so a couple years back uh when disney was doing that when disney and marvel did their whole slate of like it was coming for the uh you know the mcu going forward uh one of the shows that was talked about that was announced was uh armor wars which is an adaptation of a, of a comic storyline yeah okay. uh, basically it's it's all about tony stark's technology falling into the wrong hands they're adapting that into a series they're going to turn that into a series starring don Cheadle as war machine uh, we've been pretty quiet on that, but we did hear some more about that uh, after D23. We found out that Don Shield is going to be in Secret Invasion and the events of Secret Invasion are going to tail off into Armor Wars. But we did get a new update recently that Armor Wars is no longer going to be a series, but it's being adapted into a movie. So Don Cheadle is getting his own feature film in the MCU. Yeah. Only, t- only took over 10 years. And boy, the backlash. Whew. Yeah, it's, well, it's not really backlash for it. It's just like stupidity. I think. Yeah. What, what, what was brought upon this brought up is like people are like, oh, Tony Stark's going to be in. It's going to be an AI. It's like no, it's just it's just going to be you know War Machine Don Cheadle Rhodey doing Rhodey stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, the, can, can, he, can he lead his own movie? Is it okay? Yeah, like yeah, can can, can the Black Iron Man get his own movie? Like yeah, like Don Cheadle, the fucking awesome actor. Like yeah, I mean. Uh, people always have to fucking piss on everything. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm surprised that like they're making this pivot to begin with, just because like we haven't really seen. Well, I mean, we kind of saw in, we kind of saw the inverse of this, where it was in, where Inhumans went from being a movie to being a TV show. But Faggy wasn't really involved in that, and that was kind of out of his hands, anyways. And he really didn't want to do Inhumans to begin with, so it was fine. Uh, so this is like a story that I get. I'm surprised that they like making shifts like this because usually like with, with Marvel announces stuff like they have a plan, they stick to it. Uh, yeah. Here, uh, they had a plan. They pivoted. So I guess I guess I, I, I complained at some of the shows. I don't have this particular complaints, at least not from what I've seen. Again, I've only, I've only I've only seen most of the shows like one time. Uh, I complain of a lot of shows that like they're movies that are stretched out to six episodes. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess like you know we'll see how this translates. But what do you think of uh, a Don Cheadle led Armor Wars movie? Yeah, I mean, why not? Kind of what we said. You know, he's he's been ready for how long now um he gets to lead his own you know his own movie i think it's only fitting you know yeah and uh yeah so i'll be coming out sometime in the future uh next piece you're talking about also the mcu uh we got about all the stuff going on with blade because the stuff with blade going on is a little kind of insane so basically what happened was there uh news came out that uh director basam Tariq uh has exited the project uh he's no longer gonna be directing the film he's gonna remain on as a producer but that's really about it. Then we got the uh, word about how the script might be in trouble. How it was really lackluster and it's kind of interfering with a lot of the creative process. So basically they're doing a whole page one rewrite rewrite on the thing. Oh, which is not considering the movie's supposed to come out next November. 
Yeah, so you think a majority of it would be already done. Yeah, this is madness. Yeah, so this is kind of, yeah, so speaking of someone who like Blade is my Blade is my most anticipated movie of Phase 5. I'm really looking forward to Mahershala Ali as Blade. He's still attached to star and produced in the film. Uh so I mean, are you concerned with Blade? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 that's, that's you know, there's big steps that you're you're retracting a lot. Uh, to try to start over again that, that's kind of crazy especially like you said it's slated for what november next, next yeah. november so you got a lot of work to do if you're going to really go back and that's going to i think do, that would, do you do you think this gets pushed I, I i would say you i would so? say i mean it just depends on if you put back to february make it the black history month movie yeah i mean sure i, I don't know man i i just i, I don't well, see let me, let me take a look at their at their slate for the for the next for the next couple of years, see if they can see if they can push it. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to say if they did push it. Um, but uh, yeah, it just depends on how fast they get to cracking all the, all the uh, stuff that they want to redo or whatever. You yeah, know? you know what? I could, yeah, because like they don't, they don't currently don't have anything slated for, for for like they don't have anything slated for the first for the first like third of the year for 2024 actually so so why not push it back just a little bit yeah yeah let's say like i I legitimately could see i could see them pushing it back to like february yeah i mean there's no ever there's no ever you know big huge releases in february you know for the most part yeah so i mean so so why not own the month you know yeah i I, if i'm marvel I'm, i'm considering pushing this back just to you know Okay, just to figure this out, and plus, you know, Black History Month that's not your Black History Month for the year. You've killed two birds with one stone. There you go. Yeah, there uh, you have it. Last piece you're talking about, and this, this was the big one announced. Uh, Ryan Reynolds released a video, uh, giving some updates on Deadpool 3. Uh, we already knew Sean, Le- Sean Levin was attached to direct it. Uh, as far as story, we don't really know much about it. Uh, but we did get a bombshell dropped in this video, and that is that Hugh Jackman, the man himself. Is going to be coming back to play Wolverine one more time in Deadpool three, which is so fantastic. Which was in which was insane because I we all thought we'd never see him pick up the claws again, especially with Logan. I mean, it just yeah. seems so final. It just seems oh, that so, was that was his swan song. That was his. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it amazing, and he did. And you know, and after that, I'm done. Yeah, like your exclamation point, exit stage, right? You know, it just it just seemed like that was where he was going to go. He was done. You know, we, we had that whole Western-esque vibe that, that uh, you know, carrying off, riding into the sunset as, as, you know, old man Logan. You know, I just, I don't know. But, yeah, this is fantastic news, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I what I'm excited for is that Hugh Jackman kind of gets to play in a sandbox that he hasn't really had a chance to up to this point with his career, which is the one thing he always wanted to do with his character. Yeah, so now he gets that shot to do that, which I think is fantastic. Why not? I mean, a guy who's got to play this character for over almost 25 years, you know? And you'd think that the internet would be, you know, all about this news. Nope. Split. Yeah, which is great, which is really mind-blowing because people, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to sell you, Logan. I mean, you can, you can, you can separate that enough. I mean, it's Deadpool. It's Deadpool. It always feels tangential enough. Yeah, because they already kind of like even explained it with the bantering of like it's going to be like obviously this happened, you know, Logan does die, but like they can do this stuff prior to it doesn't have to be. I don't know. You just get people that read way too much into it. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I'm excited to see uh, Hugh Jack pick up the claws one more time. I'm excited to see him and Ryan Reynolds go at it. 
Yeah. I'm now way more excited than I am than I was before Deadpool 3. Oh, for sure, because Deadpool 2, I was like, eh. We yeah, were I, mean, kinda, I, I like Deadpool 2, but... But we were rehashing the same shit that made the first one funny. The first one stood alone because it was different. It pushed the boundaries. It pushed something completely different. I feel like 2 just kind of was like, yeah, it was really just kind of just over overdoing what one already kind of already did. It, it was like basically painting the wall the same color you've already painted it. You know what I mean? Maybe just yeah. a, a different, a slightly different shade. But this really, uh, this really puts this whole entire trilogy here. I mean, this, this is yeah. a game game changer for this trilogy. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, and we also got a release date. It's going to be coming out September of 2024. So that officially makes this the first movie of Marvel Phase Six. That's it's crazy how yeah you know, it's crazy how much they have like very everything very planned. Yeah, well that's gonna do it for news. We're gonna move on to our movie of the week, The Apartment. Uh, so yeah, so uh, just giving a little uh, update on the career of Wilder up to this point. So you know we had talked about Sunset Boulevard. Uh, I think I miss I think I misspoke on the last episode and said like he won his first. Uh, writing Oscar for Sons of Boulevard. I was incorrect. He did win uh, for screenplay for The Lost Weekend, which came out prior to that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he but he he can he continued his uh, after Sons of Boulevard. He could he continued a stretch of films uh, that either you know had a nihilistic had a nihilistic sense or had like you know a classic like rom com sense or classic like more comedic sense to it. Like Ace in the Hole, which is a movie that we were we were going to talk about, but we you know, couldn't sketch couldn't schedule it on time. Uh, that movie actually didn't actually didn't do particularly well, so he went back to his more comedic roots, Stalag Seventeen. Both both great. I'd recommend checking them out. Uh, and you know he followed that with Sabrina, Seven Year Itch, Love in the Afternoon, Witness for the Prosecution, and then something like a Howl, which I talked about well you know months ago. Uh, then come to the turn of the decade, nineteen sixty, where he decided to drop the apartment. Uh, yeah, this is a movie that was lauded at the time and is still a lot as being one of the better romantic comedies ever made yeah as well as again a highlight of wilder's career so we're going to talk about you know how if and why it holds up and russell is this the first time viewing for you yes this is another first time viewing for me so you'd seen you'd seen the only you'd seen is sunset boulevard that's the only one yeah, it was the only one, only my only exposure to Wilder. Because if you remember back to something like it, hot, I had never seen. Um, again, these I, are all. I, I, I remember, I remember that. I just wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah I wasn't sure. So yeah, this is another. Okay, fantastic. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I always welcome you know obviously new, new film viewing into the you know encyclopedia. Um, it was obviously always one that I, you know, heard that was revered and uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get into it. This is the apartment. We uh so we open up and we meet our main character. Uh sorry, uh CC uh Baxter, Calvin Clifford Baxter, played by Jack Lemon. Ironically enough, was the star was the star of the first Wilder film we talked talked about. Uh he basically plays a he's 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 a worker at an office building. He's an, he works for an insurance firm, which again, funny how a lot of this is well Wilder thinks he keep coming back. And he's a, you know, he's your, he's your average guy. He's your average, he's your average Joe. He's someone who wants to climb the corporate ladder. He he thinks himself, how do I do that? Well, the way he does that is what he does for, uh, you know, as a side, not really a business because he doesn't get paid for it, but just like as a, as a side thing to, you know, to getting good with the head, with the head honchos, 
he offers up his apartment so that the higher ups can use it to bring their various women to. Yeah, it's pretty much a uh, house for these higher ups to go cheat on their wives or whatever, or if they're not, even if they're not or whatever. But majority of them are married. Majority um, of them. But um, yeah, I mean, and you just love the chemistry that you know Lemon and Wilder have. I mean, he really brings out such a. He brings out a lot of the best qualities of Wilder. It's fantastic. Sorry, I mean, a lot of best qualities, Lemon, I should say. Just, just fantastic. Like just everything about it. Like even as simple as like him uh acting that he has a cold do you know what i mean like even something yeah. as simple as that um how well wilder brings that out of lemon to to really convey to the audience us watching about how, like just how sick he is in, in the beginning of the film you know what i mean it just it's just it's just really fantastic but yeah wilder wilder's direction and writing are also like head first are like you know for, at the forefront here first of all you know this film is shot, shot in black and white yeah. Uh, which again, this is he was known for using black and white well after color was commonplace in the, in the world of filmmaking. Yeah, just because like that, he he liked his movies to look a certain way. Yeah, I mean, and why? If I mean, if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know what I mean? It was one of those things where you know he just felt comfortable shooting that way. Uh, a key thing he also did, and we we talked we talked about this a lot throughout uh, throughout the month and throughout the couple episodes we've done with Wilder films. He he liked to bring up a lot of things that were considered socially taboo. Like in this case, adultery is another one. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, how many people? I mean, how many directors would want to tackle that, especially in a time where it was again how you say it was taboo like you you know nobody does that. Everybody stays you know what I mean happily married. There's no running around on your wife, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, absolutely. So I, I really uh, commend the man for commend the man for you know willing to be being willing to go there. Yeah, just push that a little bit, push that envelope a little further, you know. Absolutely. I also really love. I just really, I think the setup here is just brilliant. So because at first, because you know he's able to you know lend his apartment. First of all, he's the perfect guy to lend his apartment because he's a bachelor. He lives by himself, nobody yeah. else around. But the thing is, because of all the guys that use his apartments. Yeah. He now has a reputation through all his neighbors as being a sort of being a sort oh, of ladies man, like a man whore, which is hilarious because he's anything but that. Oh yeah, um, no. he is yeah. the polar opposite of this. Like a lot of his time, he just like spent like in his TV, like eating TV, like, his like, room eating TV dinners. Yeah, you know, yeah, watching television. Yeah, his 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 neighbors in the in different apartments have this different picture of of uh, back, you know, CC Baxter's, uh, you know. Uh, that he's completely not that person. It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of good jokes there. Uh, I also love the part where uh, you know he's he's, he's he's sitting he's sitting in his room, and then he gets a call from one of his higher played by, played by Ray Walston, who I personally I recognize from uh, the uh, 1992 of Mice and Men. He was in okay. that. Uh, but also, you know, throw a throw way back on our feed. He was in the 1994. Stand the stand miniseries, which we did review oh, way wow. back when. Okay, that was yeah, one of the uh Halloween's ago. We, we did the stand, yeah, we did. Ooh. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> he calls me, it's like, hey, yo, I, I need, I, I, I need your play. I got, I got this, I got this girl, I gotta get it in, man. Let's go. Like, yeah. come on, like, come on. I, I just, I just want to sleep. Like, hey, you want, you want the promotion, right? He's like, yeah, sure. So he, he gets ready, he clears out, uh, and yeah, what you're talking about earlier. So the next day, he goes yeah. back to work, and we meet the other central character of the film, uh, Fran Kubalek, played by Charlie McLean. 
Yep. We'll get into more later, but she's an elevator operator at the office building that uh, CC works for. And you want to know how all this movie is elevator, elevator operators still think. And on top of it, how about uh, inappropriate hand touching there later on, yes, later sex- on sexual how, harassment in the office place. How, 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 uh, how different that looks uh, 62 years later. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we talked about this. You talk about the scene where like he was where, you know, he's like playing sick. You yeah. were just so convinced, like he could just like fall over and like pass out at any moment. You can feel his head being so heavy, full yeah. of congestion. Um, like I said, I just it's something small, um, but but it's something that I you know I noticed first time watching. Like you just kind of see the, just how much he's committed to this film. You know what I mean? And that's just something small that I just I wanted to throw out. Yeah, we also see just how like particular he is, like, just how thorough he is with this whole thing. Is like. He, he he calls like with a guy who's booked the the apartment for the night. He's just like I can't, like, yeah, I, can't cause I, I, I he can't come in tonight. I'm sick. I need to lay down. And if I get if it gets worse, I'm out for like a month, and then nobody can use the place. So it's like let me just let me have the night. Yeah, so he, has he, to, he has to like yeah. go through and like flip around days, like calling like calling different people because of one call off. He has a yeah. chain reaction of all these multiple call offs, and um, it's really funny how he has to try to get all this together just to get himself sleep you know i mean because he's he's you know offering his house to anybody you know just to obviously try to make a name for himself in the company try to work his way up the easier way for sure yeah um but I, the thing i have to laugh about is uh, does nobody do do laundry thereafter you know nobody uh <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody changed the sheets nobody, nobody changed nobody cares to do that this poor guy replenishes anything like no just, just leave it no this guy yeah this guy is a supplies booze in a bed and all that other stuff and nobody nobody pays it back but uh yeah uh, yeah but like i th- I, th- I think this is we'll get with this we'll get i'll get to a second so basically so he's trying to reschedule but then he's called up to the big boss uh uh jd sheldrake uh they said like he wants he wants to see him so he gets he gets up to the to the office and jd sheldrake played by fred mcmurray double who was the lead yep. of double indemnity yeah so you already see a thing now where you have two of his actors that we've already obviously seen, we've seen him in Double Indemnity. Now we see him again now in the apartment, and now you have Jack Lemon, who we saw in Some Like It Hot. Now like it, you know, now in the apartment. So you you know that he has his chemistry with his actors that they yeah. obviously like working with the yeah the director. He's the director that they like working with, and the director like that that they clearly trust. And also, you just you just yeah. notice how just how different this these characters are from what we've seen, what we've seen prior. Oh, his his character in Double Indemnity and this character are completely different. You really come to loathe this character. You do, yeah. Uh, um, and the apartment. I mean, I think you kind of, I think you you're kind of even kilter with you know CC Baxter and uh, his character and uh, some like it hot. I think you're kind of the same same. I would say same level. Yeah, I, I I would I would agree on that. Yeah, but it, it, again, it's just a test of what Wilder does. Yeah, uh, but anyways, he calls it him, and he he, he, find, he kind of twenty like you know a lot of people like you. What's going on with that? And then it breaks, and then we get the whole breakdown of how this happens. So basically, one day a coworker needed to change into a tuxedo, into a tuxedo for an event. He's like, "Hey, use my place. It's in town. It's fine. You're closer. Just go. Just go ahead." Yeah. Well, uh, word about that got out, and that spiraled into. Yeah. You know, I need to use my place. I need to use your place. You know, take take my affair. And he was like, hey, you know, once you say yes to somebody, you can't really say no to somebody else. 
especially because of the fact that if he says no to one of the other people that are higher up than him, this could really hinder his chance of getting promotions and working his way up the ladder. Again, the easier way, but still working your way up the ladder, making more money. So he, he kind of has to throw it out there and say, yeah, I guess he's very hesitant, but then he kind of always kind of gives in because he knows deep down inside that this is, I mean, the, the, the easiest way for him to, to, yeah, I think it's the thing about this character where it's just like the thing he's doing isn't, it's not the most. It's not the most morally reprehensible, but at the same time, you do realize he's taking he's taking shortcuts. He but is, but you, yeah. but you also like you also don't dislike him for like you actually question like what would you do in that situation? The thing is, he's not the one committing the act. So it, yeah. what is it? He's just providing he, a place he's, he's for them. An, he's more of an enabler in this case. He's more of the getaway driver. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. No, that's 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 pretty accurate. Yeah, maybe the getaway driver. I mean, this—he's not doing the the act of adultery itself, but he's kind of feeding. He's fueling the fire for it to happen. But again, not doing it. But it doesn't. Again, this is just how Lemon plays it, though. You don't hate this guy. You you don't feel a negative way about him during this whole entire film. Yeah. Well. Well. Anyways. So uh, what happens? So he's like, he he thinks like, okay, he's gonna get, get reprimanded, and like, you know what? No more key. It's fine. We're done. His boss. Ask for the key to his place. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, spotlights on him. He has to say, "Yeah." I mean, it's his boss. Yeah. He can't. He can't say. Can't say no to everybody else, and then say yes here. Yeah. I mean, so, so he's, he's, like, he can't say yes to everybody else and say no here. Yeah. I mean, he has to. I mean, his back's against the wall, you know, in this situation. Yeah. So he gives him these and theater tickets, but he takes. He's like, you know what? Sure. And he decides to take his opportunity to uh, ask out uh, the cute elevator girl, uh, Fran. Played by Shirley MacLaine, who is basically his love interest in 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 the movie. And you know what? The two of them, I mean, the, the chemistry gets better as the film goes on. But like, it's a totally like believable like inner office kind of romance thing, where like you know you see a coworker, you, yeah. you you're attracted to her, you see her every day, but you're like you're always like really nervous to like try and get a word out with her. Yeah, but it's 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 it's, it's natural. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's so natural. For, it's not forced, like Absolutely forced not. chemistry, forced romance. It's literally like it, he's building it. He, he's building, you know, the the chemistry, the relationship. He's building everything, you know. So that, that's a little bit more why you believe this whole entire relationship between the two characters. Yeah. So he yeah. So he asked he asked her to uh, the music man, and she and she agrees, but she got to do she got to do something first. And I uh, knew. Can I can I just say this? I knew where this was going. Like when yeah. when this when this whole when I, so I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I say like, she's gonna go out with Fred McMurray. I say like, I just I, I I see where we're going with this to throw another like monkey wrench into the into this whole entire whirlwind of relationships. You know what I mean? I I, I wasn't surprised. I I, I kind of like was laughing. I was like, oh my god, I called it. But it, it's I don't know. You're like, well, what the hell is he gonna do now? You like you're wondering how where are we gonna go from here? You know. Yeah, well, yeah, like I like said, we do find out that the thing she has to do is she is the one that uh, she's the one that Sheldrake is having an affair with. Yeah. Apparently, this thing has been going on for a long time. She's tried to break it off, but thing that, this thing that's, you know, has just been ongoing. Uh, so she, he, he asked to take her back to the apartment and she ends up standing up, uh, Cece. Which you feel bad for because you feel so bad for the guy. Cats out there waiting. It's like probably cold out there. He's like, he already isn't feeling very well. And this dude's waiting on some, somebody who's not going to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a sad thing, but it is something that is paying off for him because yeah. Yeah, uh, he's getting in good with Sheldrake. 
he goes back he goes back to apartment he hands back he hands him back a mirror uh who is from the uh who is from the woman that he was with he, he, he doesn't know he doesn't know who it is but you know he knows it's from the woman he was with yeah uh he hands he hands it back to he hands it back to him just for you know just for the sake you know just for the sake of like, you know you can have this but you know you do feel him starting to sort of advance in this in this corporate world yeah uh, then we have uh, this uh, Christmas party in the office, and you know he yeah this is the time where you know, she's like you know I can start to hang out with uh to hang you know get to know Fran a little better you know maybe it starts to yeah I know you stood me up but that's that's but that's okay we 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 can we can work with that and you know he's showing off his he's showing off his new hat but the whole time he's doing this like their energies are just so different where you look at someone like Sean McLean's character who I think is one of the most, she's one of the most sympathetic characters I've ever seen in any movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then on the other hand, you have Jack Lemon who is just, he's so like happy go lucky and idealistic, but he just doesn't know. But, but you feel like this whole like relationship starting to grow. You, you feel the genesis of you feel starting to grow. It's actually really fascinating to watch, you know? Yeah, I mean it's it's slowly it's slowly molding together like two different worlds or two different um, you know personalities I would say. But because it's, like the un like the uncomfortable moments they fashion like are like unintentional like the scene where like he shows um well after he gets after he gets promoted the scene where he shows uh Fran the uh, Christmas card he got with Sheldrake's family on it that he shows Fran yeah. having the affair with. Yeah, and and even the hat, like he's excited about the hat, but it's like yeah. it it to her it reminds her of him. So I think that that's that's another reason why that she doesn't. What also doesn't help her mental her mental state of the fact that uh, her sec the secretary Miss Olson informed her that uh, he's had affairs with a lot of women around then, the office, and then kind of like explained that like she's literally the. The, the flavor of the week or flavor of however long they've been together. But um, you definitely see how he has, has a track record of being this like playboy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, does, that doesn't really help anything, but, but the, but the gut punch comes when uh, Fran pulls out her mirror. Yeah. And, uh, you know, CC looks at it and realize, because like the mirror was cracked when she, when he gave it back to Sheldrake. Yeah. And you realize he's it's the same mirror I mean, that he gave Sheldrick. And the whole reveal of that going down, it just it just breaks your heart. It just like that's just like a, an uppercut emotionally. Well, because you know what you know how he knows that, and you know the, the, the situation around that, and you're like, oh man, it's like it's, it the tension's there, you start to feel that tension. Um, yeah, and you, you definitely feel bad, you know. You, it's just like it's it's just like, yeah, like how you said, it's just that gut punch, and and you like you feel him like physically, just the way he emotes him, like his emotional sinking in the scene. Lemon, he is just so fantastic. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's literally crushed by this because he know he he really put him feels like he put himself out there. Um, this girl's genuine. She would never do something like that. Um, she yeah. wouldn't. And just how she could just kind of just you know side with this guy who's just you know he, he's he's using her clearly he has a wife and kids he sees the the card you know he's just sitting there it just uh, just a you feel bad for him yeah but yeah so he he sings off he goes to a bar somewhere meanwhile Fran confronts Sheldrake about this and 
this is the thing I think this movie really nails. It, it nearly nails the feeling of a, of somebody being in a, being used in a situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah uh, Shell Drake makes Fran feel just like like I kind of think in a fair words like the, the word like you know someone holds power over another person. The fact that they make them feel like they're worthless. Basically, an item. You could tell he, yeah. he he uses his clout, his his wealth, or whatever. Just you know how this even the scene here, like oh, I didn't get you a birthday present here. Here's a hundred dollars. Here, pick yourself something nice. Like money's the answer to everything. You know what I mean? Um, but it's not that. It's it's the it's the um, the fact that he didn't think enough to pick out um, you know her her birthday gift or her gift or Christmas gift or whatever. But then she took the time to get, get him the record of the music that they listen to at the restaurant they go to. You know what I mean? She took that mm-hmm. time to, to learn about him, learn about what he likes, whereas he just didn't. And, and, and that, that's where you see like, this guy doesn't really care. Like he's not there for the right reasons. He, he treats her more as an object, you know? Yeah. So like, but like our two main characters are like, are right now at their like emotional lowest. Yeah. I th- and I think the way that these these two guys these two characters parallel each other in this, in this specific scene, I, I think is I think it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, well, at the bar, uh, CC picks up this woman who is married. Her husband's uh, out of the country. But it's funny because it it feels like it's almost like, uh, you know, his, the, his boss's situation only mirrored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's like kind of like the. Like he is so not this person to pick up like a woman who, who's married, but like he's kind of just surrendered morals and surrendered like you know accountability in this case. Well, it's like you can only act. I mean, they always say you know nice guys finish last, and he's realizing, well, what the hell? What do I have to lose? I mean, if yeah, I'm just, lo- if I'm losing being nice, let me just be let me just be you know a pig, just like you know my boss, like my boss is, or some of these other guys that bring home these girls to his apartment. You know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, uh, they end up going back to his apartment. Uh, he walks to his bedroom and he finds, uh, Fran and she, she's OD'd. Dude. And when I, it was, fun, it wasn't funny. I'm trying to think Did I, when I first saw her, oh, no, no, this is at the end. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. But yeah, so, yeah. uh, uh, she took, uh, Joe's bottle, sleeping pills and ended up taking the whole bottle. Yeah. So you think she's dead for sure. No, you, you think he's absolutely dead, and like yeah. that's just such a heart drop moment. Yeah, because it's like, oh my god, like are we gonna get this resolution to where he can actually confront her, and like talk to her about this? Or yeah, like, she's gonna be dead, and then there's but no just resolution. Like, but like, you, you just like feel again, like, like I said earlier, like Shirley MacLaine throughout this film, I think gives what might be the best performance of her career. We're saying a lot; she's been in the business for a long time. Yeah. But just the fact that again, like she's just so sympathetic, and like you just think like the fact that somebody can make anybody feel like they're worth like that little it just it just breaks your heart to see to see it go down like this well yeah i mean especially when that character feels like they're they're nothing they're they're completely you've taken every single ounce of like value out of this person um and yeah just basically make them feel like an object and not you know worthy or not um wanted or anything like that it's uh it is quite crazy yeah, but luck, luckily, uh, he happens to live next door to a doctor. What? One of the one of the. Outs- I mean, shit. Huh. 
We need to start. We need. We need to start making a notebook of what are the odds. What are the odds? Movies. Yes. We, 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 no, we don't. We don't need to do. We need, every week we need to have the. We need to have the. What are the odds? Moment of the movie. Uh that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so yeah, okay. So go, going forward, we're gonna get, we're gonna do the biggest. What are the odds? Scenes of every movie. Yes, like we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have so to showcase for, for, it. For, the, for this one, it's it's the doctor living next door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because what are the odds? And the and being home at the same time. Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah. So uh, they managed to get her, get her, get her stomach pumped, inject her full of some of something. I'm not sure what. Uh, get her walking, get her, get her moving. Smacks the shit out of her too. <laughs> Another thing that's funny as hell, though. Like it shouldn't be funny, but it's actually it's kind of hilarious. Hey, hey, come on, wake up! Yeah. Then, yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> jo- and you know. Because he can't expose what's going on here, Joe kind of has to take the blame. And then, Joe, sorry, CC has kind of take the blame for it. He's just like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of did this to her. Yeah. So like, this looks really bad. He has one woman who OD'd in, in another room, and another woman in the other. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I, my, my neighbors don't have a high, very high opinion of me. It's a very high opinion of me. It's fine. But it's funny because it's the fact that they have this opinion, and he's actually showing him the opinion that they're thinking that he is you know what i mean yeah this guy's a playboy this guy like you know has a different woman in his house in his apartment every you know every night they're making loud noises all the time you know what i mean keeping the neighbors up and here he goes he has one past that od in the bedroom and he has another one who just won't shut the hell up and uh is, is really just trying to make moves you know on him yeah so uh uh they managed they managed to save her but he's got he's got to keep an eye on her for the next 48 hours yeah uh yeah, so like she's, she's having trouble, you know, uh, having trouble moving or getting around. So he's got to, he's basically got he's got basically got to play nurse for for this girl. Yeah. Uh, the next morning he calls uh Sheldrake and Shel Sheldrake couldn't care less. Yeah, because he, he's uh, it's Christmas I think he's he's yeah, he's, with, he's with his kids and they're playing you know with this, the new gifts that he's bought them. You could tell he's so he's 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 not even yeah, he's he's completely not he's put out not not put out by, but you could just kind of tell he just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. Um, he's just completely over overlooking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but back in the apartment, we see that this, the, the some of the best scenes in this movie are the scene with the two, with the two, with the two of them. Yeah. Just kind of, just kind of like hanging, it's like kind of hanging around doing stuff. Like I love the cards. scene. Yeah. I love the scene where she's in bed and he's trying to lift her spirits. He's trying to, you know, keep her, you know, trying to like keep her up or like lift her mood. And there's like this, they just play gin. Yeah. Uh, and you know, she's like kind of like laying inside, like, you know, like how, how this got here and how everything happened. And like, you know, there's, there's you know, like how a lot of people have mistreated her in her life in general. Yeah. And how she kind of herself kind of has an outlook of like she needs to really find a good guy. And you kind of see it building even more, kind of what you're saying that chemistry between the two characters, but you kind of feel that this is like, this is it. It's like, it's, it's right in front of her. It's him, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's also touch, that's also touched on a thing where we did talk about little type of horrors, didn't we? At, at some point. Yeah. So. yeah, 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 we did. This kind of this catches up thing with what kind of my, my, this whole scene kind of reminds me of a movie, I think that was said in that movie where like people with people who have been mistreated don't a lot of times don't think they deserve something good. Yeah. So like like she has this this line here in the, this whole montage where you're just like, why can't I why can't I fall for somebody like you? Yeah. Talking to CC. Yeah. 
which sucks to hear for both two reasons. We're just like, you see, just, TC's just like, I am a guy like me. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, then you're like, uh, are we but friends? Also, like, friends it's, more, him? it's more cerebral than that. It's just like, man, like, you, you, you've been messed up by a lot of people. Yeah, like your past really has affected you. And, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be that way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, CC's C's, uh, C's kind of been he, he's been you know, neglecting work. He hasn't been showing up. He's been care. He's been you know at her like hand and foot, like you know making sure she has everything she needs. And it's a thing where like you know Fran doesn't really know how to react to it because he's never he's never had anybody. You, you get the sense she's never had anybody treat her this way. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of like alien to her. But you know, like they do the, like their chemistry and their romance builds so much in these in these scenes right here yeah and you just, you just love watching it happen and it's also just two actors just bouncing off of each other like honestly the whole movie could have been this i think it would have been just as great yeah i mean because the chemistry is natural it's there i mean they definitely have it you can see it on the screen i mean it's you know and then you're secretly i mean you're rooting for it you know you're rooting for it yeah yeah you, you, you see that he finally starts to get her to smile again mm-hmm. Uh, I love the scene where just like he's like someone smells gas and she, cause she tried to make something, but she didn't light the stove. She's kind of she's turned it on. And it's funny because he's thinking that she's trying to kill herself. Like yeah. she's like she's hi- he's hiding the, the, the razor blades and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's hi- he's hiding pills. He's hiding anything that can potentially harm her that she could use to harm herself. Yeah, he doesn't, you, you, he doesn't know where it. her headspace is. Yeah. yeah. And you see like he, he cares so much about this person that he will literally do anything to make sure that she stays alive. Yeah. And that and and that and that just only grows as, as you know their the film and you know their scenes grow on. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, it's been t- it's been so it's been two days and you know they're about to ha- about to have dinner, but we find out that her brother in law because she's losing her, her sister and her brother and her brother in law, uh, they they haven't heard from her in the last two days, so she's he's out and about looking for her. So the dudes at the office just straight up drop a dime on him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly where to find her. So he barges in on them during dinner, and so yeah, this doesn't this doesn't look great on on the part of uh, CC. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't look like the best person in the world. He's he's with he's with a married woman who he's had for like two days. Uh, didn't didn't attempt didn't attempt to call didn't attempt to call anybody. Yeah, and uh, they've been in a, they've been in a bat, and the, it, he she OD'd, and as far as he's concerned, as far as he knows, he admits to it. CC admits to it being his fault. Yeah, he takes the blame for it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, he ends. Uh, her, her brother-in-law ends up just like socking him in the face twice. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he walks out and he's just like, "I'll take, I'll take a look." Just, and I love, the, I love the reaction to it. You're just like, "That's fine. Doesn't hurt a bit." Yeah, like, he's just so willing to put himself and his body on the line for for this woman that you just you you love, you love to see it. Well, yeah, because he knows that nobody else has ever done that. So uh, to him, I mean, it's 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 something that should have been already have been done, you know. Yeah. So he goes in the office next day, and he's like, and he's ready to go into Sheldrake and talk and talk to him about uh, uh, talk to him about uh, a friend. He's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna tell I'm just gonna tell him how I feel. That way, you know, you you can get rid of it. You don't have to you know focus on your affair. You don't have to keep hiding this from your wife. You can focus on your marriage. Everything's gonna be good. Uh, so he goes up, and the funny thing is, everything that he was about to say to Sheldrake, Sheldrake yeah. is saying to him. Yeah, like in a prior scene, uh, we see that uh, Miss Olsen got fired for 
uh, got got fired by Sheldrake. So yeah. in response, he decided to go and drop the dime on him to his wife. Yeah. So he's left. He's now going to be getting a divorce, which means in his mind, he can now go and you know pursue Fran full time. Yeah, because I mean he's 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 getting separated. He's going to be on the market, so he doesn't look bad. I mean he's he's going after. He's he's single again. Yeah, and 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 at the same time, uh, because he was so good and you know took such good care of Fran and was so loyal to him, he decided he decides to promote CC to being his assistant. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uh. He no. He's off with Fran. And, you know. He feels like he's lost. And like even later, he tells he tells Fran like, "Yeah, I'm doing fine. I actually got a actually got a date over there. So yeah, we're all good." And, the, and he he didn't even know that woman. Yeah, which is funny because you go to see the closeout and like of that scene, and he walks past this woman. It's clearly he just used it to kind of make her feel, I guess, jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, kind of just like, like, kind of like, not, not to let her go. Not, like, yeah. As, as the same, we're just like, I mean, well, but, you only would have gone with me if, uh, if uh, Sheldrake was still married, and now he's not going to be anymore. So, yeah. So you're, you're good, and like, 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 almost like, a, I'm fine. I'll be okay. No big deal. I, 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 like, I guess that goes. I guess that goes my window. So and he yeah. just moves on. Yeah. Uh. So some time, some time passes. Uh, Sheldrake continues to see Fran, but. Uh, we get we get to New Year's, and he wants to take uh, Sheldrake wants to use, use his apartment again to take uh, to take uh, Fran to because the, his hotel is you know kind of far away. It's not as convenient. Yeah. So, but this is the scene where you see a major character shift for uh, for CC because he stands up and he says, "No, you can't yeah. have my key. You're not taking anybody back to my apartment, especially not Fran." Yeah, you could tell he's. Definitely hit the breaking point. He's, yeah, it's his breaking point at this point. Yeah, it's like this is the last straw. There's a ceiling. Like enough is enough. So, but he and he's like, hey, I I promoted you. I made you. So, do you really do you really want to you know lose everything you've gained? So he hands him the key. He thinks like, okay, well, crap. He just he just submitted again. But he goes back to his office. Sheldrake comes in. He's just like, hey, this is the key for the executive bathroom. He's like, yeah, you're right. I quit. And he just walks out like a fucking boss. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Finally, he has the upper hand on, on his higher ups. You know, he, he kind of held his ground finally, you know? Yeah. Uh, so he decides to go back and he decides to move out of the apartment entirely. You know, he wants nothing to do with it. Um, you know, that place just holds negative memories of just, you know, pretty much people kind of just using them, you know, people just using him for his apartment. Really? Yeah. Uh, so you know, we cut to New Year's party with Sheldrake and Fran, and Sheldrake tells them about how CC quit because of, you know, because of uh, the fact that, you know, he, because well, she knows, she knows that, uh, you know, he lent his apartment to other people for their affairs. But when yeah. she heard that he drew the line with her coming back there, it kind of opens her eyes to the fact that, oh, this is a guy that like really cares about me. Yeah. I mean, that really. So, like, what yeah, am I? Really what is. am I doing here? Yeah. Uh, so uh, she decides to leave Sheldrake high and dry. She gets back to the apartment to see to see uh, the CCC. Uh, you know they uh, and she says, you know, we're finally gonna ha- we're finally gonna finish that game. Uh, CC says, CC says how you know he has how he feels. It's like how he's in love with her, and. 
we end with the line, shut up and deal. Which is the thing I can say without every film we've looked at. While there's a guy who knew how to end a fucking film. Yeah. Like, I, like he managed to find the exact perfect line to end the movie every single time. Yeah. So, yeah, that was The Apartment, which is often considered to be the last great or the last you know, big success for Wilder. Uh, this was his second film to win Best Picture. Uh, he also won Best Director for this as well. Uh, also won Best Screenplay for this. So he, 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 came out, he came out big that night. And thinking about this was this kind of marked a turning point for the career of Wilder. Because after this, his career kind of, his career kind of took, a, took a downward spiral due to, well, no one, no one really knows. Yeah, because uh, after this, he did. I mean, he did Kiss Me Stupid, which was actually which is pretty good. Uh, the Fortune Cookie, which is which is good. But after that, it's like the private life of Sherlock Holmes, the front page, Fedora, Buddy Buddy. It, he, didn't really, he didn't really reach the heyday that he did in the 40s, 50s and, and early 60s. So that was the apartment. So, Russell, as our final Wilder film, what do you think? As you also the first time viewing, what do you think? No, I enjoyed it, uh, just like I have the other, uh, you know, two films, uh, even revisiting, obviously, uh, Sunset. But yeah, no, uh, just kind of just love the chemistry that he has with the people that he works with, uh, what he gets out of his actors and actresses, uh, how everything is perfect. Like, there's never wasted time. You feel like in any of these films, everything is important in its own aspect and everything ties up together perfectly. Um, all in all, it's just it just makes for, you know, great films to watch you know you, you wish that uh films they would make films like this uh currently yeah. you know what i mean there's a lot of films that we watch now that we take advantage of you know we we kind of take advantage of the old uh the old films that we watch because you know some of this new stuff just uh, this uh, lack of ideas lack of originality um but yeah no this one you know this is a classic for a reason you know uh, like I said, everything about it, you know, there's really, there's nothing bad to, to really say about this film. Absolutely. I think, I think this one was excellent. Uh, featured some great performances, great writing. Uh, I love the direction of this film. I think that this is, is it, I think it's infinitely rewatchable. It's, it's one of the best rom-coms of all time. Want, want to something crazy, Russell? What's that? Every, or what good's that for you? Every single Wilder film we've looked at has a spot on the AFI Top 100. I was going to say that too. Yeah. All four he, of the ones is, that we've, we've reviewed. He is yeah. one of only four directors to have four or more movies on the list we got probably spielberg and kubrick i would have put on there uh spielberg is one he actually has the most he has five cooper gotta be up there because there's yeah uh i don't think he is actually really i I couldn't find like the shining and uh so uh the four directors are oh kubrick is one i'm sorry it would have to be yeah can you can, can you peg the last one the last director that has that has four films on there. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Scorsese. Hitchcock. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're the they're the only one with four with four more movies on the list. Spielberg has the most. He has five, but uh, Hitchcock, Kubrick, and Wilder all have all have four. Makes sense. You did a lot, especially now. Like I, the, the thing that we've seen now that I've seen at IMDb, and I'm sure you have too. It's just like you get a lot of people on the hype train. Like when they like a movie so much, they go all in and yeah. voted voted up. And you see some of these movies, you're like, I mean, the Batman with Robert Pattinson's okay, but it's not like is it top two fifty all time? Is it in like, the top two fifty? Really? Oh, I mean, it was. I remember when it came out. Let me see where it's at. I'm, I'm sound crazy if it's not. I mean, I'm sure it was at one point. It, it was, and I'm, I'm guessing. Oh man, it was at one point. Never mind. It 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 actually it actually fell down. Oof, okay. okay. Um. But you you see what I'm saying? Or actually, no. I'll give you I'll give you another one. I, well, 
top maybe like a top gun maverick top gun maverick would be one i'd throw in there yeah top gun maverick like we're gonna you're gonna put this movie at number 70 all time like uh, uh it was we, a good we, we, we should spend like like do something like looking to list and see like the most like, like egregious editions <laughs> of the list dude and it's crazy because it's, it's sad because like i i look at the ones that are close to the 250 mark that are gonna get bumped off eventually yeah. and you're like this sucks man I, I think beauty and the beast was one of them i'm like the beauty and the beast is such a great film yeah uh, it it's, it's like my second you know disney movie all-time disney movie cartoon i'm like fuck this is gonna go off the 250 man it sucks all right so russell if you had to rank the four wild different blue sync we'll throw something like it hot in there if you had so you know double so some, some uh double indemnity sunset boulevard something like it hot in the apartments how are you gonna rank this more from uh, you know least favorite to favorite? Least favorite. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put. You're gonna call me crazy. I'm gonna put sunset on the bottom. Really? I'm gonna put sunset on the bottom. Wow. Okay? And then I'm gonna work up. So I'll go sun. I'll go. Um, I'll put. I'll put some like it hot. I'll go. I'll go some like it hot. We'll build it up, and then I'll go. Uh, I'll go to the apartment and double indemnity. I double indemnity. I really enjoyed. Yeah, I did not know. I did not know you like double indemnity that much. Yeah, I really. I, I, I mean, they're, listen, they're all great films. I, yeah. I just, but I, I really, I like the, the. Maybe it's because of the origin of the film noir, uh, just like the detective, like the, yeah, you know, so. like just. I, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of dug it. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like we already know, since uh, some like my, my number one, not, not, yeah. nothing's happened. That it's my favorite. It's my favorite movies by far. Yeah. Not by far, but like by a good margin. I love that film. Under that, like two and three can flip flop any day, but like I think I'm feeling the apartment, man. I think the apartment is just fucking excellent. Yeah. Uh, then uh, got sunset and double indemnity. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like these are all phenomenal films. Like Wilder had an entire slate of phenomenal films. I'm 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 glad we got to look at a lot of his work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. for this most direct Hembridge because like he he's one, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. I think he's I think good man was the man was excellent. And when he got it right, he got it fucking right. So yeah for sure. Uh so that's gonna do it for the show here tonight. Uh Russell wanna go plus before you head out. Yeah, Notorious by Chance Facebook is the group. You go ahead and go there and uh vote on uh the poll. We should be having a new poll coming up, I'm yeah, guessing. We should. Yes. Yeah, we we're should sh- because uh you'll find me at Twitter Instagram Chance Wars underscore ninety one. Check out the PJ Campbell network where I do shows, uh the PJ Campbell show, as well as uh Left Side Strong Side, our weekly show breaking down the action of the football season. And uh thank you for uh finished uh helping you know, coming off finished direct timber. Uh next week, however, we got our big event for the year. Uh it is our fifth annual scare fest here on notorious by chance and this year we got a theme theme for this year is the monster mash uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have so much fun this october can't wait for you to see what we got coming down the pipeline so thank you for listening and we will see you next time